1877, the earth moved with the power of a footballing giant. And the world was introduced to the beautiful game. People might yet win it here for Wolves. Blasting the shot. What a goal! Bully's the hero again. And a podcast is following the giant in its bid for glory at the top of what it created all those years ago. This is the 77 Club. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. In 1877, the earth moved with the power of a footballing giant. And the world was introduced to the beautiful game. People might yet win it here for Wolves. Blasting the shot. What a goal! Bully's the hero again. And a podcast is following the giant in its bid for glory at the top of what it created all those years ago. This is the 77 Club. Hello and welcome to episode 126 of the 77 Club. We'll start with the socials, Harry. The Wall 77 Club on Facebook and Instagram, at 77 Club Podcast on Twitter, Spotify, iTunes, all the platforms, please subscribe, and YouTube. We're nearly at 200 subscribers, lads, we're flying, so please subscribe to that too. Fly, is that as much as Joe Rogan? It's they don't far off. It's close. Yeah. It's close, isn't it? Thinners? Uh, I think we took over it now, yeah. Yeah, excellent. And Dan Bayliss is here. Hi, Wolves fans. Harry, we will start with Manscaped, as always. Uh, you say yours is growing back at the moment, and uh, yeah. we're told that that will happen. <laughs> it will, and I'm looking forward to using it again. It's been um, a few weeks since I last used it, and it slid off gracefully last time, and I'm going to do it again <laughs> and start looking like a baby turkey again down there. Uh, um, yeah, of course, if you want to support the podcast and prevent me from quitting um, because you don't care enough to get 20% off and free shipping if you head over to manscaped.com, Wolves77, that's 77 the numbers at checkout. You'll be doing us all a huge favour. You'll keep the podcast going. Otherwise, we'll get on to Matters Premier League and Harry, Raul Jimenez scored his 80th goal in European football, his 48th with Wolves in all competitions. He's our main man. He's our only man, isn't he, at the moment, in terms of scoring. Uh, great goal, wasn't it? But uh, I-, I listened to... Matt Jarvis talking about it and he was like he shouldn't have really been there he needs to be in the box on getting the end of the crosses but uh, yeah great finish and if we didn't have him we'd be in deep deep trouble wouldn't we Bayliss with the commentary and stuff and I think it was rightly justified when he scored the goal is that he just seems to have that instinct doesn't he he just knows where the ball's going to go and, and he took those couple of steps back to the edge of the box and what a finish 
yeah, lovely finish. I think the keeper didn't do particularly well, but good finish. Picked his spot, took his time. He took that sort of millisecond, didn't he, where he's just sort of lined it all up and got the shot away. It was a good goal. Um, sadly, seems the only place the goals are coming from. We looked really dangerous against you. I think we were the better team for 85 minutes at least of that match. I think it's a real waste of what we did in the end of the day. Harry, we're seeing game management almost called into play at the moment. I don't know. I agree with you. It's like 85% we were the dominant team. We didn't get another goal though, but what frustrated me was the fact we just dropped off. So in terms of game management, that's not good, is it? Inviting the pressure last five minutes and giving a team in Newcastle who uh, didn't look threatening much at all, really. I can think of the Wilson one when Kilman blocked it. That's about it. And then we get the free kick, which was a soft foul. And then Rui, who's been so reliable, especially this season as well, sets up his wall a bit wrong and he probably should have saved it. But I don't want to go too harsh on Rui because he's our best keeper by a mile and just one of those things, wasn't it? But so disappointing to concede a late equaliser like that. They say, Dan, it just wasn't a foul, was it? I think you called it on the group pretty much straight away. The, there was nothing in it. Really soft. Like, if defenders can't go for the ball, then it's a bit of a nonsense sport, isn't it? I, I didn't. There was nothing in it for me. But that's not really the argument. It was it was bad defensively. So if someone gets a free kick in a dangerous position, make them stick it in the top corner and score a worldly, not slide it round a badly placed wall into the bottom corner, doing your keeper at the near post. Harry, I just want to talk about the centre-backs very quickly. I'm going to throw it back to Bayliss, who is our wing-back correspondent, just um, <laughs> just to see what he's got to say. I mean, I think viewers and listeners, you can all probably guess. But I want to start with Max Kilman because I think he had an absolutely brilliant game again. He just fits into that role perfectly. He's good with the ball at his feet, as we said last week. And he's making that, that left centre-back slot his own. Yeah, he's calm on the ball and I just mentioned the block he did on Wilson so he can get back and make last-ditch tackles like he did. I really like him. He's one of them where sometimes you kind of forget he's there because he just does everything. He's just simple with everything he does. He don't really make any howlers, touch what he don't next few games. And he's left-footed, so it's a good balance on that left centre-back role and he's got to keep his place. He's, he's done really well and fair play to him because a lot of players get the opportunity he's got and don't grab it with both hands and he has and I hope he stays there. We cross over then live to our wing-back correspondent. Uh, Dan, have we got any wing-backs yet? No. No, Sam. <laughs> live here. Live here from a small flat in south-east London. We still have no wing-backs. This is the problem with Wolves, unfortunately. Um, I know we're taking the piss a little bit, but I genuinely see it as a massive issue. At the moment, Nuno's system is playing with two wing-backs, and we're currently playing with no wing-backs. Sayus isn't a wing-back. He's been exposed a couple of times. I think Semedo actually had a decent game on the whole, but there were still some frailties that I was picking up on watching the game. And when he goes forward, especially in possession and quick possession, he is just not a player that looks to get round the back, create those chances that the likes of Doherty and Johnny have done. And this is why Wolves are suffering. This is why the likes of Pedence and Neto probably aren't scoring. It's because we're not getting round the back. We're not creating chances in the same way. Pedence and Neto are having to create their own chances and make their own runs because those wing-backs aren't supporting them as they should be. And it's a real issue. Both Sais and, and um, Semedo have been caught flat-footed on numerous occasions. They're not getting forward. They're not creating particularly great chances for us, especially Semedo, who looks very negative when he goes forward. Um, so it's, you know, Pedence and Neto go and make the goals for Jimenez, please, and that's the end of it. And that's, that's why the games are boring, Harry. I know you did a YouTube clip on it, but um, from my perspective, that is why the games are boring. Harry, do you think Semedo needs a little bit more time to grow into this role? Obviously, I think everyone thinks he should be hitting the ground running and be brilliant because he came from Barcelona and we played, paid a lot of money for him. But we've got to think Doherty wasn't 
fit for that role right away because it was a role he'd never played in before. Luckily for him, he was able to hone his skills in that role in the championship against so-called lesser attackers. Well, for me, it was the best Samido's played. I thought he looked good going forward, so I'm going to disagree with Bayliss. Um, it's the, I thought he had a really good game. Defensively, yes, he's been caught flat-footed. He didn't do nothing wrong against Newcastle because they didn't really show much of a threat. I agree Sace needs to stop playing left wing back now. He had a few opportunities where he was in the final third ready to cross a ball or something and he just couldn't do it. He, like, he ain't got the ability to whip a good ball in or he'd come back and just give the ball away. Defensively, I agree. He can get caught out sometimes, but Nuno trusts him, doesn't he? So for me, I agree with Sace about Sace, but I think Samido will come good and I thought he looked pretty decent going forward. They were using him a lot. So yeah, it is an area that's an issue, but we had out Nori and um, Marcel on the bench. So I don't know what they've got to do to get on and I'm sure Nuno's got to start looking at starting one of those two instead of Sace in my opinion uh, yeah so obviously you can you can get 400 Matt Doherty's at 75 grand for the price of one Nelson Samedo <laughs> um, good quick math which based on mathematics if you took the whole human body as a single digit it, I think it would get you four and a half toes um, of Nelson Samedo for the price of your Matt Doherty mm. so Matt Doherty ain't exactly putting up any trees at Spurs though is he <laughs> I saw Matt Doherty d- defending was it seems to be trending every weekend um, but yeah um, it, it's a game of two halves it's a massive cliche obviously and the magic number from Opta Joe actually was 58 since our return to the Premier League Wolves have failed to score in the first half of 58 games it's more than any other side in the division becoming slightly predictable isn't it Dan should we just start turning up at half time just Right off the first half. I don't. I know we're all moaning and it is boring football, but it doesn't matter if you get positive results and it looks like you're playing in a positive fashion. I think the issue is is that we've played a game plan against Leeds and then against Newcastle and only got one win out of it where it should have been two. If we'd have held on at that 1-0 against Newcastle, we'd have, we'd have all been pretty happy with the result and then we'd start looking at how are we going to score more goals and so on and so forth. It's not panic stations, it's just... Give us something good to watch. We've got to pay fifteen fucking quid for it. <laughs> was it a slight? It was a slightly better performance though, because I mean we sat here for so many weeks in the past after a bad performance, but maybe scraping a result and oh. gone. We just want to see an improved performance. No, I think we saw that, didn't we? We pissed them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Newcastle were awful. Newcastle created nothing. I mean, um, Saint Maximum was supposed to be the greatest thing since sliced bread with his shit air. Um, wasn't very special. I don't think he created hell of a lot. Wilson had a decent chance as you said but I I didn't think Newcastle were any good at least Leeds come and try and play football Newcastle were boring terrible I bet you don't say that to his face next time you go to the same barber mm-hmm. uh, Harry <laughs> <laughs> I'd look class with dreadlocks I'd look absolutely class <laughs> Harry Marcel came on looked a little bit more assured but you know we're giving Sace a hard time but he went off at nil-nil clean sheet yeah um I'm glad he came on because I want to see him starting but it, it was a weird one for me the actual whole game because when we saw the team sheet before like there was two teams with five defenders technically and Newcastle a few injuries so it was always going to be tough to break them down but I agree we passed, we passed the ball around a bit better and all that but we you're on about that and them up to stats I think they said we could have played that first half five times and it would have, and we still wouldn't have had a goal expectancy of one goal so I think that says a lot doesn't it but you can pass it around nicely or you won't go right to left but if you're not doing anything in the final third which I think Neto and Pedence 
they're not exactly lethal, are they, in front of the goal? It's just we've got to rely on Raul. It's a bit of a worry, but a bit of a better performance, but I still found it boring. We've spoke about it before, the no crowds. Um, I don't think Newcastle helped stinking out the place with five at the back as well. And it's so tough to watch at the moment, especially but that this first This is the half. misnomer, Hammy. That's the misnomer. When you have a wing-back that gets around the back and gets your crosses in for you, you're not you're having an extra attacker in the Pudence and the Neto in that box zone or just outside the box having the shots. This is the problem we're having. Pudence and Neto are having to deliver the balls yeah. at the moment. They're having to create the chance because we haven't got that attacking, skillful threat in Sace and Semedo. When they start offering that, Semedo did whip one ball in, I noticed, and, played one, and another one, he played a nice little dinky pass through the box that's one in a game you know you need to do this four, five, six times to create your chances to score your goals Harry mm. Nuno is obviously there paid to, to make the big decisions and stuff and I didn't envy him to be honest when I was looking at the, the side and you look at Pedence and Neto and I thought they were doing alright I thought they were they were getting in behind they were almost half chances but you could see the intent was there and I think I'd rather have them on the pitch than not which meant Troy comes on in the 68th minute and I'm thinking to myself, well, he's got to come on because the game's got to change, mm. but I wouldn't take either one of them off. Yeah. It's a tricky situation. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Especially when we're not scoring goals, but we're still thinking, well, I was anyway, sat there going, I don't know which one I'd take yeah, off. I don't same, think I'd take either of them off, but I think you have to bring Traore on. So what do you do? Because you can't take him in. Yeah, it's weird because Neto and Pedence are playing well, but their style yeah. of play... They're just not clinical. We saw some of the shots. Out. Pedence had that left-footed shot didn't he, in the first half, remember that? They got saved. But that's the weird thing, because they are playing well. But there's just something missing. Maybe we blame the midfielders, Dendonka and Matinho. Maybe why don't they fly into the box? I saw, I saw a stat somewhere. Was it Aaron who told no. us on WhatsApp that they've been in the box like is it six or seven times in the last few years? Matinho but that's not Wolves' game, is it? It's not Wolves' game. Yeah, but it needs to be, because we've got Fatinho, who's not even on the bench, who we've signed to be the new attacking midfielder, the new flair we need. And we're not playing him. He can't even get in the squad. We need to be a bit more positive from the midfield to try and create more chances I, to score I almost goals. think we're at a point where you say to Traore, right, go and have a free run of the pitch. And one of the other players has to fill in for you when you go forward. In what position? Yes, I don't know. You tell me. Yeah. Take off a, take off saves. Take off saves, play him at right, right wing back. Samido gets caught. <laughs> the other, if he gets caught the other side of the pitch, then someone's got to cover for him. Someone's got to do the legwork. Neto's got to get back. Do you think he could probably get back himself? He's so quick, isn't he? So he's pretty <laughs> yeah, quick to mistakes in that, in that respect. Um, obviously, a, a, a pretty, pretty wolf-sided game. I, I would have said. Was there a man of the match? Was there someone that maybe did stick out for you, Harry? Just to just look at some positives. Because I mean, you know, any other time of year, I know coronavirus is sort of thrown it all out the window with no fans in the ground but usually nine times out of ten a point at St James's Park is not a bad yeah. point yeah the one player who impressed me just is Pedence some of the skills he was pulling off yeah. on that and how quick he is centre of gravity he really stood out didn't he but like we say it's just so strange that he uh, if he could add a few more goals to his game what an, a player and I hope he can but yeah Pedence for me I think he will Yeah, I think he will mm. but when are we expecting Johnny back it's got to be soon hopefully January, February, I think. Oh, maybe not then. As a rule. <laughs> but that's, that, that was only, that's only based on, I think, how long it takes mm. to, to come back from that type of injury. Um, obviously, we won't find out until he's on the team sheet. So, uh, Dan, for you, a man of the match, is there a, one that's I think it's actually Pedence. I might have put something different yeah. in the group, actually, at the time. But I think it's Pedence. I thought he was superb. Perfect. OK, what we'll do now is turn our attention to Friday night kicking off the weekend's fixtures against Crystal Palace at Molyneux. The away perspective. What have our opponents got to say? 
Joined then by Dear from Back of the Nest. Dear, how's it going to begin with? Yes, all going good, thank you. How are you? Yeah, not too bad. We just started um, saying before we started recording that uh, the last time we started talking about Europe or, or you on your podcast, you lost seven in a row. And I think last time we spoke, we were potentially talking about Wolves getting in the Champions League. Look how that turned out. So maybe we should uh, leave that well alone for now. Although uh, not a, not too bad start to the season for Palace. Yeah, it's not it's not bad. But as I said, and before we started, I'm not talking about Europe because, as you mentioned, well, last time we did talk about Europe here is the fact that we managed to lose seven games in a row, eight <laughs> games without a win. So we've started off well. Well, for Palace, we started off well um, when you look at the results. But in terms of the performances, some people are still not happy. But personally, for me, it's the results over performance. At the end of the day, if you manage to get the points, if you manage to finish as high as possible, then that's what that matters. But... I'm not too sure if Palace can hold it up for the rest of the season because we are getting the results, but I feel like we are going to get caught out if we continue playing like we are right now. Let's have a look to the game of the weekend then, or Friday night. Mm. A win against Fulham, I'm sure you're pleased with that. A nice London derby, three points on the board. Are we going to see any changes from the side that beat Fulham 2-1? I don't think so. I don't think we'll see any changes. Um, and even tactically as well, personal and tactically, because going into the Fulham game... Um, we approached it how we would approach facing a big side at times, where we just sat back. I think we only had like 30% possession, something along them lines, 36%, and we hit them on a counter-attack. And I'm expecting the same against Wolves. Um, we're just going to sit back and just hope that you guys will come at us and there'll be spaces open so we can you know, go and attack when, um, when, we get, when we do get the ball on a counter-attack. So I don't expect many changes personnel level because Roy Hodgson doesn't like it. And also tactically, Roy Hodgson, you know, he, we know how he plays. So I sound negative, but it's, it's a good <laughs> thing. We're getting results, I guess. We're getting results. But we are going to approach it the same way. So expect no surprises. One thing I say, and just to pick up on what you said there, is that Wolves are in a pretty much a similar position. I think as talking about a transition to more possession-based football. And so far, we haven't kept possession very well. So it, it's definitely a transition that isn't quite working out yet. How do you think Palace will be looking to exploit that transition? And we're probably going to see Romain Sace at left wing back again. That's him playing out of position again. He's really a centre midfielder. He's been playing at the back. Do you think Palace are going to target that, well, their right-hand side, our left-hand side? 100%. I think it's going to be out wide. You're going to see Jeffrey Slup, who has a bit of pace on him. You're going to see Wilfred Zaha down the left-hand side as well. So I feel like the left-hand side is our strongest side. So if Palace can target it and if Wolves, if you guys go and attack us down that side and there are spaces open, I feel like that's where we, where we can win the games. And we saw it in the second game of the season against United. I know they're not the greatest team like they were back in the day, but they, you know, the left-hand side for Palace is probably a strong point. And going into this game, we do have a bit of pace if Slup is injury, uh, is if he's 100% fit and if Zara plays, then that is our strong side. So if you manage to take us out of our game down the left, then you'll have a massive chance. But that's, that's yeah, that's pretty much it. Um, our right-hand side, Andros Townsend, he's good. He's good, but he's not quite Wilfred Zara and Jeffrey Slup combination, as well as Tyreek Mitchell down the left. It's just lots of pace and it causes trouble. Uh, score prediction? Score prediction for the game? I, it's, I don't know. Hmm. Um, you put me on the spot here. It's very hard to expect with Palace. I'm going to go for um, a 1 0. I'm expecting a draw. Yeah, 1 0. I feel like, because as you said, you're going to have fullbacks going and Roman Sosi play. He's playing out of position. I feel like if we target that area, we could potentially get a goal. Uh, but defensively, you've got some. 
you know, quality players going forward. So I expect us to concede a goal. But that's pretty much been our strong point. I don't expect us to concede two, three goals. If we were to concede, I would only expect one because we actually have been good defensively. So, yeah, one would be my score prediction. But, um, but yeah, I wouldn't be too upset with that anyways because you want to keep the momentum going. Um, but I guess both sides are expecting a win out of this game. Well, best of bad luck, of course, for Friday night. We will catch up with you, hopefully, uh, towards the end of the season, I think, the uh, return leg is. Yeah, hopefully by then we'll be at stadiums and normal life will return as well. Who knows? Or we'll be in boxes and uh, can't get outside. Yeah. One of the two. Excellent. <laughs> Thank you. The away perspective. What have our opponents got to say? Well, I suppose we all remember watching England in 2016. Otherwise, I haven't watched that much football concerning Roy Hodgson and clearly Palace fans aren't very happy with him either, Harry. No, it's a, it's a weird one because, like you say, they're, uh, they're joint on points of us. They won away at Man United. But you can understand why, can't you? You know, he's as we said about Steve Bruce and the build-up to the Newcastle game, he's an old-school manager, isn't he? But he's got some flair plays in there in Sahara and that, so they get frustrated with the way they set up, which... Similar to us again, isn't it? So Roy Hodgson, I'd never like him because of what he did with England, but they've got their reasons not to like him, and I'm sure those reasons are valid. But he's a he's he's done his due, any Roy Hodgson. He's been around for years, and what he does seems to work. But it's not nice to watch. Yeah, I don't think they're a bad team, really, are they? They play their style of football. They've got a couple of decent players. We've always seemed to have good, decent contests with us. So shaping up to be a decent game. But I I think they're playing the sort of football at the moment where they're on the up, and we're quite negative. I've sad to say but it needs to be nil-nil at half time (laughs) (laughs) well it definitely won't be scoring it would definitely nil Um, I want to talk about Harry Hoover Aignori and and Silva as well and probably start with Silva is it just now time where we are crying out for another attacking option is it about time that he got a starting berth or maybe played a little bit more of a role in these games because you know, yeah, he's inexperienced, he's young, came with a big price tag, but if you're not going to play the kid, when are you? Yeah, there was a shot in the game the other day and it zoomed in on him and he was warming up on the side and I just thought to myself, you know he's not coming on in a tight game like that and it's a shame. I think Nuno sometimes has got to be brave and if we won the up or something, just bring Raul off and bring him on and give him a go. He played in the League Cup, we got knocked out of that so he's not going to get many minutes and... You've got to give him a go, mate. How is he going to develop? I don't know. I'm not sure if he's been playing in the under 23s. I'm not sure because obviously he's in the squad yeah, a lot. Yes. No, so you've got to you've got to start giving the lad minutes because he can't just rot on the bench. You've got to let him try and prove himself and being brave and dropping Raul on the, about the 75th minute or something and giving him 15 minutes. It's going to be a tough thing to do, especially if we haven't scored and the only person who seems to score is Raul. But I think Nuno's got to take that gamble and see if he can cut it. Dan, do you think he, he needs that time because he may as well just loaned him back to Porto? I want to see him play. I think what we're, what we're playing at the moment is nothing special. So Grant's changing up a little bit. I'd like to see, especially Hoover, get a chance as well. It's, it'd be sad if they wait until the FA Cup, we get drawn against someone like Oldham away, where all they're going to try and do is kick seven, seven lumps of shit out of everybody and the kids get hammered and then they don't get another look in. I think they've got to try and play against proper football teams. Not that Oldham aren't, but against footballing teams and try and cut you know cut their cloth and get into proper football it's the only way to do it isn't it we saw it with Jota he was quite frustrating when he turned up even though we're not going to talk about him tonight but he was frustrating for a little bit when he turned up and grew into it and that's the only way to get the kids on Neto's done exactly the same thing so we've got to see it eventually and whilst we're not playing very well then why not give it a go 
Harry, can you find a place in the team for both of the both Jimenez and Silva to play? Because I mean, when when Jimenez went off and down the tunnel, he was clearly very very angry with with how the game had, had panned out, and and rightly so. But do do you think it's switching to the two up front and and having a jig around is a is a real option, especially around the sort of seventieth uh, minute, I suppose, like Bayless just said. Well, if you're not gonna, if you like I said, if 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 you don't want to drop Raúl, put two up there, but then you drop in Pedence, Neto. You've got to drop one of them, and you just put a midfielder in, unless he tries Neto and Pedence in like an attacking midfield role. I've done Duncan Neves and Neto, for example, but he's a bit more advanced as an attacking midfielder. Now Fabio Silva and Raúl as a two up top. Why not try it? You've got to try and fit him in. We've spent a lot of money on him, and he's not going to develop sitting on the bench as we've mentioned. Same with Hoover. I'd like to see him come in as well. Maybe try and right wing back if Samido doesn't kick on and start having consistent performances, or even try him in the back three. You've mentioned out out Nori. He must be sat there thinking, "Hold on, I'm literally looking at a centre back slash centre midfielder in my place. So what have I got to do to get in?" <laughs> Can you just get the Mike Bassett clip of four four fucking two? <laughs> it ain't gonna happen, is it? Let's be honest. <laughs> it's not gonna happen. It's never gonna happen. But it would it would play into the context of what we're saying. I mean, we've said it before in previous seasons, and it has corrected itself over the the games actually since we say it because Nuno obviously listens to the podcast. Is that there seems to be no plan B again? We're trying to play this possession-based football, and so far we're trying to do it without any possession. Mm, well, Crystal Palace. Well, we did have loads. We had like seventy odd possession. Yeah, well, possession and we that doesn't suit possible. us, does it? When we have more possession, we I think we've only won one in eleven. We've had plus 60% I heard somewhere but Crystal Palace have averaged 35% possession this season so they're going to be sat back trying to hit us on the counter and when we're the team that's got to take the ascendancy and attack teams it never works well for us does it so I've got no idea how this game's going to go Friday but he's going to be two teams sat back wait trying to counter attack each other (laughs) it's going to be really weird (laughs) the ball run around the pitch starting 11 Dan oh god my starting 11 or what it's actually going to be Keep the goalkeeper, obviously. The back three has to say the same. I don't think it's done badly. No, I think it's been fine. Um, I would then play out Nori. Not Marcel. Marcel. I'd play him on the right, get him out, get Samedo out. <laughs> They're both left footed, though. Just fishing, yeah, you know. Um, Marcel, I've got to give him his chance, so he's got to stay in there. Sace has got to go. Um, Samedo's probably got to hold his spot because we haven't got much more else to stick in there at this exact moment in time I'd stay with Neves Dendonka in the middle and then same as we were tell you what I'm going to throw this out there now and if I get this right I'm going to do a lottery numbers next week I reckon (laughs) he's going to start Marcel left wing back same back three Samido right wing back I reckon he's going to go Sace Dendonka and Neto Fabio Silva and Jimenez up top drop uh, Pedence sorry wow that was (laughs) So we've both just gone, yeah, best player on the pitch. Okay, maybe drop Neto for Pedenza. You know, it's it's like like we said uh, on on previous episodes, it's it's a role change. You're not dropping players. Size midfield, they can do it. To the what's well, where that said, plays, if you wanted an, yeah. if you wanted an attacking threat to run through the middle, then you pick Traore and start Traore. We've had this argument on on the group, obviously, about Sace being this some sort of utility guy, but. The whole point is that your utility man changes the game in a position that he's not used to. That's the whole point. And he's not doing that at the moment. There's no point in him playing 70 minutes and all of a sudden we need someone to come on and like a midfield enforcer or something like that or or vice versa, someone to shore up the defence or if there's an injury or something because he's already playing that position. 
it just just seems quite strange to me. And I, I, I don't think, I don't know if you agree, Harry, is that the balance in that squad, which is obviously always under Nuno is going to be 19 men, it's not quite there yet. The balance isn't quite right. No, I agree. And I think, I don't know if we said this the other week, but Sace's first game, he was man of the match, wasn't he, from left centre-back. So... He's seen that Outnori and Marcel were injured, and he's like, well, I've got to play Sace left wing back. That's, this is why this has all happened. And because he was okay there, he's kept playing in there. But yeah, the balance is all over the shop with Sace left wing back as well. We mentioned that when he gets into an attacking position, he can't cross. So I wouldn't mind seeing Sace go into midfield if Nuno don't want to drop him because he loves him and he thinks he's an experienced player that needs to be in there. Because let's be honest, Neves and Matinho haven't been fantastic, have they? They've done okay. But why not change it up a bit, put free midfield or something? That's what I say. But yeah, I agree with the balanced uh, argument. It's a bit all over the place at the moment, isn't it? Is a game that's shaping up. If you, I've just looked at the table whilst you were chatting along, Larry. But Palace are eighth, we're ninth. One goal separates us both on 10 points. You know, if you just said after the last two seasons, after six games, Wolves are ninth, 10 points, three off top spot, you wouldn't be hugely concerned, would you? No, but we do look a bit lost. Yeah, it's weird. It's weird. It's a really weird. Strange, because you can't. You moan and you feel guilty for moaning about it being boring because where we are, it's so weird. And if we like, if we'd have held on against Newcastle and would beat Palace, we'd be top. <laughs> we'd be top. So it's so <laughs> strange. But what happens when we do start to click? Do you know what I mean? It is good that mm-hmm. we're not liking yeah. the performances and getting a bit bored of it. But we've had this before, haven't we? And then it just clicks and we go on a mad run where we're playing good football and winning with ease. So yeah, it's going to be one yeah. two. We're one two nil three one win away from it being great. But that could be Palace. It could be. Christmas Ooh, big shout um, score prediction Harry I keep I, I keep getting excited and saying like 4-1 walls and that but we can't say that can we so I'm going to go nil-nil nil-nil uh, Bailey, you got the score line right in the last one said uh, a pessimistic one all what are you going to go for this week you're on a roll very very sadly 2-1 Palace 2-1 Palace oh let's let get your latest betting odds and tickets Hi, I'm Kelly, Chris Kamara. You're listening to the 77 Club, and it's unbelievable, Jeff. There's some weird ones in there. Um, there's been a boost on Daniel Pedenza to score first, nine to one. I think the lads looking sharp. Yeah, man, I like that. Score other than Raul, I think it's Pedenza. Nine to one's a good shout. Um, Jimenez to score first, Wolves to win three one, sixty six to one. So if we're going to have that game where we're going to start firing, good price. And then the silly ones are. Uh, Nelson Semedo to score first and Wolves to draw two all. 375 to one. Imagine if that come in. Imagine if that come in. I might put a pound on that just for you, Bayless. I'll tell you what, if, if it comes in as Nelson Semedo scores first and Wolves draw two all, I will give 375 quid to charity. Is that it? Wow. Can't you say like three grand or something? It's so oh, yeah. unlikely. Just like. got that knocking about. <laughs> well, Dan, you've got to obviously, uh, well, you got to have a pound on that now and then um, I'd we're so glad that we've recorded that. Uh, excellent. That's your latest betting odds. Obviously, ticket news. No, although I, I saw something at Old Trafford being modified to hold twenty-three and a half thousand socially distanced fans. So um, you never know. It looks like it's creeping towards fans in grounds again. Obviously, once we get past this second wave, uh, let's talk about pay-per-view. Hi, this is this is some daft shite in the high street. I'm speaking to someone who got picked on in school for him ginger hair. Hi, this is guys. I went to the seventy-seven fucking high. Street Club, is that it? That jump was minging anyway. Hi, it's Gaza, this is 77 Club. Obviously, we covered it on the podcast last week, and I think us and like 
um, most people in the footballing world now we've had a, about a week's worth of, of teams obviously aside from Wolves actually um, having the option for the uh, box office payment it looks like they are having meetings so I mean this may well be out of date by the time you are listening to this but there are going to be changes Harry and we were talking about the price and, and for everybody it's not the fact that they're paying for it I, I'd say 99% of fans that I've spoken to have said it's it's just too expensive. So you know, if they knock it down to four ninety five, I think that makes everybody happy, doesn't it? It does, but I, I still stick with the argument we shouldn't be paying anything. But it's obviously better than fourteen ninety five. And we said, didn't we, just before we come on? It's so funny that Mike Ashley's leading the charge for it. It's just uh, <laughs> makes you laugh. What's that? Oh, Bayless is just showing us he's putting the bet on. There we go. On. Live seeds. But yeah, it's uh, it's obviously way better. Four ninety five. I think you said, didn't you, when you pay for Now TV, about a ten is about right. So we, we've moaned and moaned and moaned about it. But I, I, my dad's coming down Friday, and I'm actually I'm paying for it to watch it. Do you know what I mean? So I'm I'm a bit of a hypocrite moaning about it, but I'm part of the problem because I'm going to pay for it to watch it because they they know what we're going to they know fans are going to pay for it, don't they? Um, I know it's not been going well because the stats come out, didn't it? That they've it's underperformed massively, and I think Sky and BT are behind scrapping it all together for how, because of how bad it's done, aren't they? So let's see what happens. As you say, by the time they hear this, could be over. We could not know. We could we could already know what the situation is. But four ninety five is better than fifteen. Can I ask you a question, Harry? Are you paying for it because of the watch long? No, I'm not doing a watch long Friday. No. Um, so I said to my dad, like, should I try and find a dodgy stream like everyone else? He said, nah, look, we're just go halves because sometimes obviously a dodgy stream is good but sometimes it cuts off on that doesn't it so just for that aspect we're going to pay for it and watch it obviously there is the theme uh, running through uh, well, the world at the moment which is the food bank so I mean it, lots of people will be donating to Wolverhampton food bank I shall be doing that uh, Bayliss what are your plans yeah I'm going to give 15 quid to I think uh, the charity was set by the Wolves fan parliament I think mm. they're doing yeah. it through there there's a link I th- we'll put it out on the socials We'll put it out on the social so everyone can do it. Uh, I'm going to find a legal stream. If you don't like it, you can fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> I would much rather give 15 quid to charity and get in trouble than give yeah. Sky or BT another 15 Get your quid. VPN out, Bailey, so they don't know it's you. If you it's on. It's it. on, mate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Right, excellent. Um, what we'll do is uh, we'll finish there, I think, and uh, we'll say goodbye to Harry Mansell. Short and sweet. Thank you. See you in a bit, everyone. And Dan Bayliss. Goodbye, Wolves fans. And it's a goodbye for me. Goodbye. The 77 Club. The Wolves podcast for the Gold and Black Army. Sports Social Podcast Network.